And now, from the diamond to the dugout, it's the Twins Nation Podcast. And now, ladies and gentlemen, here's your host. Hey everybody, before we get started on today's episode, I want to tell you about Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor by Spotify, it is the easiest way to make a podcast these days with everything you need you know, all in one place. Let me explain how it works. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer or, or iPad or anything like that. Uh, when hosting an on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. Uh, it's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. And best of all, it's totally free. To get started, download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Here, Good. No complaints here, uh... At least uh, the snow is almost gone. I, that's the one good thing. What's that? <laughs> I said at least the snow snow is almost gone. That's oh, uh, that's a good thing. Yeah, I don't. Sherry, you're you're on the east coast, right? Yeah, it's been beautiful in sixties and seventies here all week. So <laughs> we don't want to oh, hear about it. Stop it, Sherry! Stop it! We don't, don't want to hear about it, Sherry. We were. <laughs> We were so close to spring, and then it snowed a foot. Oh, that's horrible! Like this week? Uh, you know what? Was it last? It was like a week ago. Oh my gosh! Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I think I think out in western North Dakota, they're bracing for another one. And we're supposed to get thirty. They had 31 inches last week, and, and now they're looking for another, uh, what did I see today, 12 to 16 inches. So oh. what's that, like 46 inches in two weeks? It's uh, pretty crazy. That That's too much. That And it's April. I mean, that's when you want to cry for people. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, that's... You guys officially do have like six months of winter there. There's no way around it. Yeah. Stop it. <laughs> you know, and uh, I found out that in recorded history of uh, North Dakota, there's only one month in a calendar year that they've not recorded a snowfall. August. I was going to say, is it August? Yeah. So I'm like, it snowed in July. If it does that. The day after it does that, I'm moving. <laughs> oh, yeah, exactly. Oh. Uh, anyway, now that you've all heard about our trials with weather, um, <laughs> let's hear about our trials with our baseball team. <laughs> Although today was w- really wonderful. Um, if you like a pitching duel, because uh, Joe Ryan 
shut out the um, the Royals today, one to nothing, and uh, the only run that was scored was on a sacrifice fly. So, um, but at least we got we got good pitching the whole day. Something we haven't been able to say pretty much all year. Um, I think that's one of the things that I've really actually liked about this season is we have pitching, even as it hasn't been awesome, awesome, but there's been, I'm a huge fan of low scoring games because that means Mm -hmm. that there is tons of pitching battles going on. So that's one thing that I've really enjoyed as much as like, it's been hard to watch the Mm -hmm. pitching battles with all these new pitchers that we have have been awesome to see. The, um, and Chris, I'm sorry if you were going to say something, but uh, I'm definitely I love the uh, the the way the starters are going. It's just I'm really worried about this bullpen, especially uh, performances of like Caleb Thielbar and um, what's the other one that's been struggling a lot this year so far. Um, and uh, so that's what I meant. The starters are doing. Oh, yeah, the bullpen's a mess. Bullpen's a, yeah. And we're not, I can't talk about Duffy without getting mad, so. No, there's there's that guy. Your favorite. Yes. (laughs) Poor guy. So so does that mean I can bring up Duffy this whole podcast then? Oh, God. If you want to see me in a mental breakdown, just bring up Duffy the entire time. Like, when he comes out on the mound, like, in spring training, I was – watching him and I was excited because I thought hey this isn't the same guy from last year this is fantastic and then he got <laughs> dun, on the mound dun, dun. <laughs> and then he blew he blew the first save and I thought eh okay mm-hmm. it's all right it's it's the beginning of the season we're not going to worry about it too much yes. and then he gets on the mound for the second game and I held my breath and he blew that one so now it's I'm, I'm done it's over oh. I I can't do it anymore two <laughs> games she's done with them <laughs> I was gonna say, yeah, we're this is not good. We're we're done with them already. I'm that makes me nervous. Uh, I, you're kind of like me with uh, the early part of uh, with Troy Hawkins' career. He uh, he scarred me from, and uh, I never never grew to trust the guy. And we had him for like over ten years. <laughs> That's. <laughs> I can't say anything. He's one of my closest friends. <laughs> oh, well, well I, I'm sure he's a wonderful guy, and uh, he did turn out to be a great guy in the bullpen. But when he was starting, it was. Oh rough. yeah, absolutely. As a bull, oh absolutely. Yes, I can agree to that. I can totally agree to that. He probably. Joe, are you, are Joe? Are you trying to get her to talk trash about one of her good friends or what? <laughs> No, no, everybody's gonna get me in trouble. <laughs> I did not know. She oh, <laughs> I, I'm just making sure because it sounds like you're trying to get her to talk trash. But <laughs> are you trying to stir up trouble there, Chris? Am I? Tra- I, 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 I never stop it. <laughs> oh, moving oh. on. So we're all punching. I, I see. I'm taking the arrow. I'm taking most of the arrows today, and that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, it was uh, this past week was kind of rather 
I don't know, kind of uninspiring if you ask me. Yeah. Um, we did gain a split with the Red Sox, so that was nice to see. Um, in the four game series we played against them, um, when with uh, wins the first two games and then with was or no, yeah, no. No, it was on one Friday, one on yep. Friday, and then on Monday. For yep. Second two games we lost. Middle two games. Um, and then yesterday we lost to the Royals four to three. Uh, and or no, Tuesday did we? Did that was Tuesday. Am I on? Uh, that was Tuesday. <laughs> Jesus, I was gonna say, Lord, it is Thursday, right? Yeah. Yes. And, and last night they lost to the Royals two to nothing, and then today they finally got back. Back in the wind column, as we talked about, one to nothing. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I don't know about you guys, but yeah, I'm seeing a lack of, we kind of discussed it, we were seeing a lack of offense right now. And uh, a lot of that probably is due to the cold weather, but it's uh, um, also just everybody seems to be in a slump all at the same time. I, oh, 20, oh go ahead, Chris, because I 20, actually have a 21 runs in, in the last six games. That's – okay, I, my math is terrible. What's that, three and a half runs a game yeah. in the well, future league? Like that. Yeah. That, that is not going to win you a lot of games, it appears, this year. I mean, you, let's take a look at the, the Twins game so far this season. I mean, starting off the month of April – an 8-7 win over the Braves. You know, they give up seven runs there. Their first loss, a 10-6 loss to the Red Sox. You know, the home opener, obviously that series, mm-hmm. low scoring. But, I mean, the Dodgers put seven on the Twins twice. Um, in the in the one loss, the two losses to the Red Sox, um, the Red Sox put up a total of uh, 12 runs. And in the two losses to the Royals, the uh, Royals put up a total of six runs. So when you get those that, that law of averages out there, uh, this is going to be hard to sustain throughout the year. Yeah, yeah. I don't. Hopefully, we don't have to. We don't have to. We did. Um, part of that is due to the fact that Byron Buxton was out all week until today. He finally was healthy enough, I guess, to play today as their designated hitter. I So that's a good sign. Hopefully that the knee will uh, um, not hurt tomorrow, and soon he'll be back where he's supposed to be in center field. So, All right, Sherry, lay it on us. You had a question. By the way, I see Daniels in here, but Sherry, yeah. lay it on us. I'm ready to take another arrow. Let's go. Okay. All right. So <laughs> the question is – are we really going to believe that cold weather is solely the factor for the fact that we can't get ahead? I will give you wind and cold weather for some of the aspects, such as balls not flying as far as I have. We have to remember that MLB redid the balls again this season, right? So we're going back to a different ball again. So... All these other teams, granted, Texas is in Texas and um, Anaheim's and, you know, the Angels are in Anaheim. There were warmer areas. But then what is the reasoning for the other teams that seem to be doing well in the cold weather areas? Um, 
is it really do we really think it's cold weather or is there is it a shortened spring training or is it um we just don't have that chemistry on the team yet I know there's a lot of talk of cold weather but I'm I'm not sold solely on it yet just because other teams are doing so well I think it's all of it you know definitely can't blame it on one thing my 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 response is I, I get asked first if I have to uh, censor what I'm about to say. <laughs> A little bit. <laughs> well, okay, that, okay, you be okay. Family I, friendly here. <laughs> well, okay. All right. No, we can't blame it all on the cold weather. <laughs> right. You know what? If if we want, if people want to blame it on the cold weather, then why is Chicago, why are, are the other cold weather teams hitting it so well? I don't think it has everything. Yes, that probably has something to do with it. Right. right. But it's not everything. No. I just think, you know, as, as I look at our, our batting averages, uh, uh, Reyes right now is hitting 313. Uh, mm-hmm. Gio Rochelle is hitting 257. Buxton's hitting 250. Gordon's hitting 231. I mean, it's just, it's a tough season. So far, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. We've had one of the tougher schedules, too. Um, You know, we haven't haven't played anybody. I mean, I don't know how good the Royals are going to turn out to be, but that's the easiest team we've played so far. That's a factor, too. So what, they've played 12 games so far. 40 runs scored, 49 runs against. I'm glad you brought this up, Sherry, because I've been thinking about this quite a bit. Just that the run thing is is a little goofy to me, mm-hmm. just the way that it's gone. And I'm trying to do some quick math here on how many runs they actually scored in the first 12 games. And I can tell you it's already actually 28. 28. Wow, you had that. <laughs> 28 in the first Of course she had games. that. Of course yeah, she did. Um, I have 28 games. Um or I have 28 runs in the first 10 games, I think. 11 games. Okay. Or no, wait, okay. sorry. It would have been 8 or 10 games. 8 or 10 games, it was 28. Okay. Because, you know, I was looking at last year, and I'm trying to figure out, like, did the schedule – was it similar? Well, they played in Milwaukee to begin the year last year. Then it was Detroit. Then they were at home against Seattle and Boston. And those are the first 12 games. Did weather really have an impact during that? Well – they scored 15 in a win at one point at Detroit. Not really a warm weather game. They scored 10 against Seattle and home once. We haven't what we haven't seen them explode offensively like that outside of what a couple games. So I don't know if the weather has everything to do with it. I I gotta believe it's the lineup has changed. I mean, how many new bats are in this lineup now? When we look at this, you've got uh, Urshela, Sanchez, Correa, Larnack. And there's no real consistency. Kirilov was none. Buxton has been hurt. Um, they have to get Arise in there, but Arise can't play defense as of late. They just can't find a lineup that they're comfortable with. And okay. they can't find a bunch of guys that can hit consistent, consistently. It, it, it's one thing when you're in a lineup where you know every day Buxton's going to go out there and that guy's going to be the table setter. Okay. It's another thing when you come out after what game four or game seven, whatever it was when they got to Boston game seven. And now all of a sudden you're seeing a guy that's gone. He's no longer part of this offense. And now we've seen him get shut out twice in the last few days. 
um, without him there. Plus, they scored one run against Boston at one point. So I, I'd give it time. I think that, to me, the least concerning part of what they've done so far through the first 13 games is the offense. I think if we want to be concerned, it's the defense, which uh, I know Chrissy brought up last week. The defense has been subpar. And the bullpen, like why we continue to roll out Tyler Duffy (laughs) is beyond me because he already lost his quote-unquote closing position. It's To me, those are the things that I'm a little bit more concerned about because you can get hot. It just takes a couple bats to turn it around. They're going to get hot. I'm really expanding on your question, Sherry, because it was all about the weather. I think to answer it, uh, no, it's not all – it can't all be on the cold weather. I do believe that's something to do with it, but I think in more reality it has to do with the fact that this is a really new lineup that the Twins have this year as opposed to the last couple years, and they're Mm -hmm. still trying to figure it out as they go through the season. That's totally fair. I think that, and by the way, you brought up the buzzer word for the conversation, which is Duffy. And, um, this works. I, uh, I let it be known that I am not, not a Duffy fan. And, um, I really, <laughs> I really can't, I really, he, Oh, I know. Listen, we're in game third, like we're into the 13s right now. We're into the higher teens. And I understand that the sample size is getting a little bit bigger. I do. I get that. But to see someone who's supposedly a veteran um, who has had more more than enough opportunity, um, Wes Johnson seems to be doing just fine with some of his other bullpen players. A lot of them are brand new. So, I mean, we have time to work with them, but where, wh- why, why is when Duffy comes in, is it two runs, four runs, six runs? Like he comes in and I clinch my job and I just, he, I know it's a small sample size, but I need him to really either dig deep or I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Well, well, I mean, she just said it again, guys. <laughs> yeah, the trigger. I'm gonna, start, I'm gonna start keeping track. <laughs> so he's only p- appeared in four games, four yeah. innings pitch. He's given up a run, basically a run an inning at this point. You yeah, know, is nine. he? Yeah. Is this the kind of thing? And you see this sometimes. He is just not a closer. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe his best fit is sixth and seventh, and nothing else. Because I he think, has been good yeah, I at think different that's... stages. But the idea behind him, and I'm not going to say his word, the word, right? <laughs> but the idea behind he who shall not be named was that he was going to be a high, going to be a high leverage pitcher. And he hasn't accomplished that to this year. And so yeah. I know that Duffy or whoop, I said it, take a oh, shot. I know oh. that <laughs> I know that we feel he was gonna be this guy. He just hasn't. But let's take Solace and Duran has been incredible, oh, right? Yeah. Uh Joe Smith, let's use him more. The guy's only pitched three and two thirds, which there are some puzzling moves that Rocco Baldelli has made. And I think the game they lost four to three against the Royals was one of those games where what did he do? He took Nick Gordon out in like the fifth inning because Kyle Garlick had a better opportunity against a lefty. And it was, it was way too early for me to take him out. And then the other part of it too, was 
he had Joe Smith come in, what, bases loaded. It was three to two, and he got a double play ground ball, and then he took Smith out after that, if I remember correctly. It's like, well, we can't leave him in any further. Like, what are we doing? Let's extend some of these relief pitchers and get them in positions that they can be successful. The last guy I'll mention is Emilio Pagan, who has actually been the better of the uh, trade that they made with the Padres. Chris Paddock yeah. has been Got the save today. Pagan got the save today, so that was nice. So there you go. Um, I think part of it also is, you know, with the bullpen, I'm not sure everybody knows their role now that with with uh, Ty- Taylor Rogers gone. Um, so I think if we can settle them into their roles, that'll help a lot. You know, then everybody can mentally prepare correctly. Um, I think that's a big part of it. The struggles, you know. Yeah. Because, um, and, um, but yeah, yeah, Duffy, and I said it, yep. And, uh, <laughs> and, uh, Caleb Thielbar with his ERA, I think is like 20 something. Joe, you're triggering her. Please uh, stop. Don't want to. <laughs> we can move on to something else. Uh, <laughs> well, I just, I, I want to say this before we move on. Yeah. Through 13 games this year. To be as a team batting two oh two, that yeah. is not that is not good. good. I mean, that's fourth worst in the in the uh, major leagues. Fourth worst in the major leagues. Yeah. That is not going to cut it. No, uh, and I think it, it, it really isn't. And I think that also can be attributed to a few things. You know injuries and uh, lineup construction. Um, you know, I think we've already kind of touched on it. You know, Buxton had a week off there. Um, so now he's going to Don't say the trigger word. He's, he's, <laughs> I'm trying not to. <laughs> he's going to have to get back into the swing of things now after having a week off. And, um, and uh, Kirilov, you know, he's gone even though I know he wasn't doing great but that probably was because he was playing hurt um, and so now you're and uh, we'd love to see a rise in there every day but he's just not good enough um, on defense on at any real position to really keep him anywhere unfortunately because um, he can certainly hit good enough that's not the question, um, but you don't want a guy without, but the guy who doesn't have that could, doesn't have, really have power to be your DH either, if you can help it. So, can I ask you guys a question? Trivia time, if you so sure. choose, because this I, I don't feel like we're putting enough on a couple guys. But let me ask you this: who do who are the Twins' leaders in strikeouts on offense? Yeah. Uh, I would guess Miguel Sano. You would be wrong. I would. Yep, be. you're wrong. Wow. wow. Okay. Um, Any uh, other guesses? I, I have to. Re- I have to recuse myself because I'm looking at stats right now. And that, and <laughs> that's why I bring it up, Sherry. Do you know? Um, I partially recuse myself because I just looked at this today, but it should be, as far as I know, it should be Carlos Correa. 
Carlos Correa, big off offseason signing. Guys hitting a buck ninety six with a three hundred four slugging percentage, mind you. The OPS is five seventy nine. He's only got a couple doubles, that one homer, two RBI, sixteen strikeouts. Yeah, he's struggling. Um, Yep. He is in. He's in a struggle bus. And then Jorge Polanco, last year's All Star guy, has thirteen strikeouts on his own with a two fourteen average. I mean, even if you look at the OPS, it's seven forty five, which is again that's that 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 should be better. This. This is where this is where the issues are coming from. It's yeah, we can talk about lineup construction. We can talk about guys being injured. Correa and Polanco have played all twelve games, or twelve games of the thirteen that they've played, and these guys combined have eighteen hits in eighty-eight at bats, and only three home. Like they're just not putting contact on the ball, and that is not a weather thing. That is that that is a something. This though, if we want to go back to the pitchers. Part of it, this could be attested to not having spring training. You know, Rayo is maybe a a little bit of a later signing and they don't get to go in and and do their normal reps and maybe go through that slump that they normally would in spring training. And now we're starting to bear out here in the early part of the season. What I love about baseball is that when you look at the first few games and you go, that's 13 games, it's two weeks, right? We played two weeks of baseball basically. In the next two weeks, we could be back on this podcast and we could be talking about the Twins are 13 and 8 or 13 and 10. They're in first in the Central, which, by the way, they're only two and a half games out of first. Central is trash. Thank goodness. So they they definitely have an opportunity. But boy, you got to have you got to have the big offseason signing who's getting 30 million a year and you got to have your all star. Those are the two guys that have to hit. It can't just be, well, let's hope for Buxton to hit a bomb and let's maybe scratch across another couple of runs and let's hope Joe Ryan shows up every fifth day with a, another stellar start. But right. it is an, it, isn't it interesting that we are so quick to rip Sano and, oh, that fat guy doesn't do anything. All he does is strike out and I'm sorry. He is marginally, I'm not saying a lot, but he is marginally – better than um, Carlos Correa right now at this time. And we have Luis Arise, who has had 41 um, – I'm sorry, he's had 41 plate appearances. And out of those 41 plate appearances, he has made contact with the ball, literally contact with the ball 37 of those times. Whether it was an out, a ground out, fly out, foul back, whether it was a legit hit, he has hit, he's hitting 79.8% of his, every time he swings, he's making contact. Wow. You got to get him in the lineup. Got to get him in the lineup. You got to figure it out. Yeah. Yeah. But like you said, Daniel, it's, it is, it's only two weeks. Um, we sound like we're in panic mode right now, but a couple of weeks from now, we might all forget about this. All about this, and everything could be could be wonderful, or it could go the other way. It could keep going like this, or worse. you never know. Right? You know, it is 162 games. Thankfully, you know. So. And it's a big weekend coming. I mean, it's a big week coming up, Joe. Not to oh. kind of get ahead of ourselves here, oh, but absolutely. you know. With these six games in division, uh, yep. it, it's a big one, right? Yep, they got they got the White Sox starting tomorrow, and uh, and then Cleveland, right? I believe. 
Uh, no, Detroit. 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 Yep. You're right. That's right. Okay. So yeah, that's that's you gotta win your division games definitely. Um, so hopefully they'll, they'll uh, the offense will kick in tomorrow because they're gonna need it if they're gonna compete with the White Sox, even if the White well, Sox aren't aren't uh, doing up to their full potential. They're liable to go off on offense any day. Well, even even bigger than playing three against the White Sox, three against the Tigers. All six of those games are at home, whereas yep. the Twins are just coming off that seven-game road trip yep. in uh, Boston and Kansas City. So now you come back home, you play six at home against, you know, big rivals in, in Chicago, the White Sox, and, and Detroit. I mean, there's there's a lot to uh, attain here in the, the next six games. It takes us through the end of the month of April. Yeah, and Chicago is struggling right now. Um, four straight losses. They got absolutely bludgeoned by uh, the Guardians. Is, is that a trigger word, Sherry? Because if no, I say Guardians, <laughs> is that okay? Feels a little weird to say. But, it might be you know, for me. <laughs> yeah, but they gave up 19 runs in three games. It looks like it was supposed to be a five-game set, possibly. And I know they're trying to fit those in with the shortened obviously timeline to start things but they gave up 18 runs they only scored five and again looking at these stats we talk about the twins the twins have actually scored two less runs than chicago this year and have given up two less runs than chicago they both have that negative eight run differential um the twins are actually third in the division in runs scored the kansas city royals have only scored 31 this year and detroit has only scored 36 so chicago has found their way to some struggles as well after starting the season so well with those, you know, a couple losses, but they beat out Detroit and Seattle in series in a series and Tampa Bay, most of those at home. Yeah. And then again, this is how baseball works. You lose four straight. Even if you go back to that Tampa Bay series, they lost that last game nine to three. And oh. it, they have, they have been given up a ton of runs and let's hope that continues when they roll into Minnesota um, and let's see those twins bats kind of wake up. Joe, I think you said it great. I mean, giving Buxton an opportunity to DH just to see him back in the lineup. I mean, obviously didn't give him life today, but maybe it gives no. him more stability throughout this home set and we can see some success. You got to go in my mind at this point, let's see a four and two home series. Let's win a couple series. Let's get this team back to being uh, above 500 or at least close to it with something like that, because this division, it, it should come down to Minnesota and Chicago. Cleveland may start hot. They're probably going to fade as time goes on. They, I mean, they were able to survive. They have what a COVID scare or a COVID outbreak. They had what three guys get put on the COVID IL, which still a thing in 2022. Yeah. Oakland can tell you all about it. Um, but this is, this is a division that we can't, we can't get too ahead of ourselves. And, Again, I, I know if we want to look around the league and see there could be things that are, could be a lot worse. We're not even talking about, let's say, the Texas Rangers who put in even more money in the offseason and are 2-9 and nine yeah, <laughs> right now. So it's it could be worse. It could be worse as Twins fans. we got to kind of find the victories that we can. And, it's again, we're not getting too far away from things. No, I, I think there's an opportunity this week to really turn things around offensively. Um, I would say after this week, if, if we're still sitting here going, oh, they got shut out twice at home, mm-hmm. then we're going to start going, okay, now now there's got to be some changes. Somebody's got to be sitting 
maybe Korea needs a couple of days off. Who knows what the issues are? Yeah, who knows? I agree, man. Um, yeah. So, yeah, let's not panic, everybody, but maybe be concerned. <laughs> Just uh, hopefully everything can get itself straightened out because, yeah, like you said, this is a big week. And, uh, um, I'm not, I'm not gonna panic. And, I'm not gonna panic until we say the name Tyler Duffy. Oh, Jesus, Chris. Joseph! <laughs> now it's you. No, I know. Uh, <laughs> I know. Oh, you just can't. You just My can't. bad, crew. My bad. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, but uh, so like. We were talking about this coming week. We got those uh, big week in the central division. So, um, how do you think things shake out there? I think it kind of stinks that uh, Joe Ryan had to pitch today because <laughs> he'll miss the White Sox. But, um, but then again, the 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 rest of the the uh, rotation. That's the one thing we're not worried about so far. Is this rotation has gone um, probably above expectations so far? I'm absolutely enjoying our starting pitching. Of course, I was a little bit upset at the fact that we weren't able to grab Frankie Montes, you know, right yeah. when we were grabbing everybody else. But I actually had an opportunity last season to watch Joe Ryan pitch. Um, I live on the East Coast out here in Virginia, and so we go to a lot of AAA games in Norfolk. And um, he was with Durham, obviously, sure. as part part of the Rays. And um, he, watching him pitch, and the, that Durham pitching is sick. Like, that Rays organization has got some serious pitching. And... I was so excited when we grabbed him, and I knew as soon as he came in, and especially watching him in spring training, that he was going to start for us. And I, I could not be happier than I am with this starting pitching. That. So, anybody else have thoughts about that? You know, I'm, I'm the the big thing is going to be how this this series gets started. Um, for the Twins, and I mean, they play the White Sox. Scheduled yep. starting pitcher is Bailey over, yep. over one and one on the year. He's he's coming off a, a loss against the uh, Boston Red Sox back on the seventeenth. He's got to bounce back. Uh, you know, he, he's got an ERA at three point two seven, not terrible. That's good. Um, yeah. You know, gave up two runs. Against the Sox, he gave up four against the Mariners in his in his only win of the year. If he bounces back well against Boston and gets us started on uh, on the right note in this series, I think what it's going to take for the Twins to turn things around is a string of really good games, and and I really think that you know once they once they turn it around. They get off this little bit of a brink they're on lately. Um, you know, th- things are going to start happening. The bats have to come alive. 
you know, they've got to be smart and, and sound defensively. I know I said that last week, but it just, you know, it goes to show that uh, defense is a lot. And mm-hmm. I'm excited to see what they do against the White Sox here this week. I will, I'll, I'll make the excuses now for them. I just pulled up the weather uh, for okay. this weekend. So oh, Friday. <laughs> Friday, we've got a chance of rain up to about 65% right around first pitch with a high of 55. Saturday, about the same thing, but I believe that's an earlier afternoon game. That's a national broadcast as well on Saturday, if I remember correctly, because they're on FS1. So 305 should be in the 60s, could be in the 70s. And maybe bats come out that 49 on Sunday for a high, no chance of precipitation. Thank God they don't play on Monday because it's a high of 38. And then they're into the 40s and 50s uh, the following Tuesday through Thursday. So I I, I, I say that in jest because, again, you, you got to play regardless. Yeah, uh, yeah. Th- this play starting through. rotation, which was supposed to be kind of the question mark coming in, has done an outstanding job. You're right. Ober needs a little bit of a bounce back. Um, but they've got the, you know, for me, again, like you, like you said, Chris, you get hot. It just takes one or two. I kind of you, you got to get the sense of the bats. I'm not worried about the pitching. Like I said, you got to get a sense of the bats that they're going to come back. Does Chicago, you know, will they have that bounce back? I'm just trying to check out who they have coming into town for scheduled pitchers this week. They've got, uh, let's see, Velasquez, Giolito on Sunday. Twins have had a decent history against him, and uh, uh, Kopic or Kopic uh, on Friday night. Uh, so to me, I mean, there's an opportunity there, Velasquez. His last time out didn't do the, too well. He had a loss. Um, gave up a ton of runs. They lost 9-3. Giolito is going to be fresh. That's right. He's coming off an injury. Maybe the Twins can ambush him. Um, I, I'll give you predictions. I think they take I think they take uh, two out of three against Chicago, and I think they take two out of three against Detroit. I got them going four and two this week, weather, weather like permitting that they're able to do this. So I think four and two. I'm not concerned about over. I'm more concerned about Paddock as you look into that next series against Detroit. That's the guy. Like, that's who they traded for. He was, the, like, the key piece that they gave up Taylor for. And you're kind of going, all right, what, are we, uh, what have we got out of him so far outside of some bad starts? Um, like to see him do better. Now, I, I guess the one on Wednesday wasn't terrible. but No. It was just yeah, that isn't. one was good. Yeah, he just you know I, I keep thinking of the the first start that he had, which was just ugly. Yeah, um, <laughs> it's hard to I give him an opportunity to go against a Detroit team that isn't swinging all that well at home. I got him going four and two. I don't know about the rest of the panel if it's okay if I call you guys that, but <laughs> I mean I got I, I got him going four and two this week. I'd love to see that. I, you know, I'm really hoping that the White Sox don't. I'm really hoping that the White Sox aren't out for blood right now. I hope they're just crappy enough that even if they are out for blood, they're not going to be able to do much. <laughs> not working. <laughs> <laughs> out for blood, come up with water. Right. Amen. <laughs> Whatever works. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. It, it'd be, uh, be nice. Um, I guess you kind of, since you brought up Chris Paddock in the um, as we know, he we got him from the Padres in the Taylor uh, Rogers trade, and uh, they completed that trade today. They got their player to be named later from the Padres, uh, 
a minor league right-handed pitching prospect named Brian Medina. And it sounds like he's going to be at uh, Fort Myers um, to start out. So he's he's 19 years old. So Just a baby. Yep. Oh, man. So, but, but that closes out that trade. That, um, And then a uh, little bit, not I wouldn't say shocking, but... Uh, but uh, they did make a move this morning that surprised me a little bit, just because of the that, and that is that Lewis Thorpe was released this morning, um, and uh, so he's no longer part of the Twins organization. And uh, you know, if, at one point he was looked upon as a pretty high prospect that that would make the rotation. He just could never, never put it together long enough. So now, hopefully, he'll hook up with someone else, but it won't be here, unfortunately. Yeah. Well, I mean, he gave he, he got a lot of chances. Yeah, he did get a lot of chances, and the Twins are 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 starting to get stronger when it comes to pitching. Um, so I'm not I'm not entirely surprised by that. Like you said, you hope he catches on. Here's the thing, though, that's probably going to happen. And again, I hate to be a twin cynic, but he'll probably catch on with like the Yankees, and oh, like. Either. And then all of a sudden just be this dominant left-handed reliever where he's got like a 2.83 ERA and just, just a batting average of an opponent batting average of 182 because it just, you can't have nice things. Yeah. You can't have nice things when you're the Minnesota (laughs) twins. You really can't. I don't think that'll happen, but I mean, it would be, it would be absolutely not even a twins thing. It'd be like a Minnesota sports thing where this guy just goes on to have some kind of successful career at some other organization and it's, he just comes out in a, in a newspaper article or, or the athletic or something. And it's like, well, the twins weren't actually coaching me or, you know, telling me to pitch a certain way. I, I learned how to throw a curveball correctly when I was in the organization. It's like, what are we doing? So it's, <laughs> yeah, I, I can't, I, I, I joke. Um, yeah. I don't know that that'll happen with him, but it, we do have our past, unfortunately. Yeah. That that has happened. Um, Though the last guy to complain about it didn't exactly hook up with anybody, and uh, he was past his prime. If you guys remember last year, what's his uh, the pitcher last year? Oh, Shoemaker. He complained. Oh about yeah. Numbers. He complained about how the Twins were um, teaching him how to do the opposite of what he what he does, and that he blamed them for how he was so bad last year and. As far as I remember, he didn't go anywhere after that. He got his walking papers, and, and I don't know that he ended up anywhere after that. Or if he did, it didn't. He didn't do anything spectacular. Anyway, he's in Japan now, isn't he? Might be. Really? Yeah, he's know. a Yama Yamayuri Yamayori Giant. He's a giant. Okay. No way. I think he's yeah. on that team. Yeah. Oh yeah. He, <laughs> he, you're right that he ended up having. We went over to Japan, um, so, but yeah, that made me chuckle when he came out after the Twins released him. That with his criticism, I'm like, um, you know, I think that's kind of what happened with um, Lewis Thorpe too. He's been focused a little bit too much on being amazing and being himself and social media than he is on giving the organization 110%. He's needed a lot of mental health days. And I don't know specifically anything about that other than that phrase that I told you or just said. 
but I do believe he has a an issue with focus, and that could be part of the problem. And it could also be he's been with us for 11 seasons and he's never left AAA. I know a lot of guys don't. I know that's just the way that it goes, but he hasn't even – I mean, do you guys even remember him – making it to the 40-man, oh, yeah. 26-man after September 5th any season? I don't know about that late, but he's definitely had quite a few uh, appearances as a twin. Yeah. Okay. But okay. I, don't, I don't know how late in the season he's made it. Um, but he's definitely had enough chances that, yeah, I, you know, it's not like, you know, one and done or anything. He's He's had a few starts and relief appearances and whatnot. Uh, 11 seasons is time to... That, too. I mean, bait, a right? lot of time in the month. Yeah. That's a long time. Yep. And if we need to make more room for pitching, then we need to make more room for more pitching. And that's, yes. And that's what they did. They they uh, got this guy, uh, Ronnie Henriquez, I guess he's been added to the St. Paul Saints roster in place of Lewis, so... Yep. Um, I know we'll this isn't a. Like. I know this isn't a, a podcast where we really get into a, a lot of minor league talk, but you can. Yeah. it could be. Well, we're not. I, you <laughs> know, I'm thinking. I'm thinking back to what we started this stuff with, right? We started with the struggles offensively, and mm-hmm. everything that I've been reading about Royce Lewis uh, okay. has been absolutely incredible. Do you guys believe? I know that we want to talk service time and all that stuff. Do we at all believe that if these struggles continue throughout the month of April, is he going to get a shot to try and crack? It's so early. I get it. And he didn't have anything going on last year. He's been, I mean, he's been hurt. He's only 23 years old. He hasn't played in two years. But boy, he's raking right now from, you know, everything I'm seeing and everything I'm hearing. I mean, the guy, do you think? Would you would you take a chance on bringing him up if he continues the hot streak? And just to give you some numbers, three thirty three batting average with a one point oh one five OPS. Okay. I mean, seven doubles, fifteen What's hits, his... and fifty three at bat or forty five at bats. I mean, he's raking right now. What I guess the question. He so yeah. he's uh, that is a good question. It looks like he's been playing mostly shortstop. I was gonna say I with think it's Saint Paul, uh, kind of kind of a DH there. Uh, he has two airs. Uh, in 40 chances, it looks like. So he's not clean per se, but boy, if these bats continue to really struggle, thoughts on bringing him up to maybe supplement or put a shot in the arm of the offense. I just don't know where you play him because you're not going to put him in there instead of Correa. And you have to remember, they're losing two guys in eight days. That's a good point. That's right. But that being said, and this is something y'all will learn about me if you don't already know, I am a Jake Cave stan. All right. Oh, no. oh yeah. I uh, mean, that's a trigger name for me. The sun rises and the moon sets and the sunset, everything is Jake Cave. But, what? No. I wish but, we're going to. All right. No, no, no. But, but I do think that when it comes down to it, that. I wouldn't I wouldn't bring him up in place of Royce Lewis or anything like that. What my point is okay. is that the point of the point of the conversation is Royce Lewis is doing great down there because he is healing and he is getting at bats. And even though it's across the river, 
it's a huge leap from St. Paul to Minneapolis, um, mm-hmm. construction wise. And I'm not sure if he could transition well enough to be as effective up in the show as much as he is in triple a right now while he continues to heal and get at bats that's my thought makes sense mm. and I, again you know if he's been playing shortstop our highest paid ball player is our shortstop you know big and so i don't know where he would play on this team defensively yeah what, what, what do you say? They got to go down to 26 and they have to have at least 13 pit or they can't have more than 13 pitchers, right? That's got to be yep, the roster. They're back to 13. They're back to so, 13. Yep. So we can probably take probably solace in the fact that we think Fieldbar is going to get dropped down, right? Do I you mean, really think so? Oh my God. Know. Well, there's only what? Two lefties on this pen, right? So it's either him or was it Columbia or Colombo? Columbia. Columbia. Danny. I mean, those are the two lefties that they have in the pen. So you do you it? keep. Fielbar, despite he's been he's been rough. He's been he's been bad as TD. Yeah, I, it's just he hasn't been that good. I, I, Griffin, well, they brought Griffin Jacks up for Sonny Gray, so Probably. I don't see them. Well, maybe no, you he would be another Griffin go back down. Yeah. Um, Josh Winder, I, you know, I'd have to look and see how he's done, but he would be another candidate too. He's amazing. That, he's been okay. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing is. Guys, you might think about they, they've been doing well. Um, where the other ones that have not been doing well, they're kind of established, so it'd be a little harder in a way, yeah, for them to get released. And they'd have to be released, they'd have to be, yeah, they'd have to be. And that was an argument I got into it with someone, you know. I said, you know, if there's a way, if there was a way mm-hmm. for that gentleman who shall not be named to go down and get his head together and come back. Great, but there's not. So if he's he out of options. DF- yeah, if he gets DFA'd and then he gets claimed off waivers, he's no longer. He's yeah. no. Am I willing to do that at this point? I don't know because again, we're only in the game thirteen. But at yeah. this point, we need to make room for solid pitching, and he's not a solid pitcher. Yeah. No, he's not. And I, I going back to again the idea of putting a shot into the arm of this offense, a ha- a healthy Kirloff would be beneficial to them, obviously. Um, they don't really carry a lot of offensive players on the 42-man or the 40-man roster anyways. I think just looking at this, the only other position player that I see, according to baseball reference on the 40-man, is uh, Jose Miranda. Oh, God, no. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, that was out loud. That was fun. <laughs> but uh, third baseman. Yeah. So – yeah, and he is—he's uh, a bit of a strikeout prone, doesn't walk a lot kind of guy. He's got one walk this season <laughs> in, in fifty-three at bats, uh, oh. thirteen strikeouts. So I don't—I know they were hot. They were really high on him because he what he had some pop last year, right? Thirty he had a homers great season last year, yeah. Um, three forty-four batting average. Uh, what is he? Twenty-two or something? He's twenty-four. 24 right now and you know kind of a struggle to start the year defensively joe like you said he's mostly playing uh looks to be third base a little bit of first as well um but again in the next couple weeks we could have an injury right and and it could cause for somebody to to show up where 
you know, a, a rise goes on the, the DL or maybe this Polanco <laughs> or, you know, but did you just say that? Look, here's my thought. It's it reverse, it's reverse jinxing, right? If you say it, then it won't happen. If you don't say it, then it does happen. <laughs> well, can I, if something can happens I... to him, I'm flying to Fargo and kicking your butt. <laughs> oh my god can, can I I'll give you his there? address can I throw a name out there guys yeah it's here Tyler Duffy god damn it oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was like who has he nah. got yeah. he got like the roster is going through my mind I'm like huh I wonder who he's got sure I got Tyler uh, Duffy Tyler <laughs> Duffy, Duffy. <laughs> Well, at least he's passionate, right? Yeah. Like back, back in, uh, I think I brought it up earlier, and Sherry's gonna get mad at me again. But when we were, when I was a kid, it was it was Latroy Hawkins made made my blood pressure go up when he was, especially when he was a starter. The Hawk. And he As ended starter, up having a decent when he, career. When they put him in the in the bullpen, it got a lot better. But I think they made him start too many. Too many years. It got to the point where you could see it in his eyes. He had no confidence. Joe, but, st- you better you better stop now before we drive Sherry nuts. <laughs> yeah. Well, right. I do have to go for the evening, but I really oh, enjoy. I, I know. I know. I'm sorry. Um, my son what? is a dancer, and it's show. Yeah, my son's a dancer, and it's show week. And okay. so we have a crazy schedule. That being said. Um, I'm down for this every Thursday. I enjoy all of y'all. I enjoy talking um, baseball, and um, I'm I would love to come back if you guys want to continue talking oh, baseball with me. Absolutely. Sure. Well, the only way I'll let you back is if a you uh, speak Tyler Duffy's name into existence every time you introduce yourself to the podcast, <laughs> and then uh, hopefully two, a swear word next. Right, time. exactly. Two, you gotta give yourself a selfish plug because I know you you write a little bit, don't you? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I up. do. I ran I randomly write for a little place called Twins Daily. Um, I actually started uh, about a year ago blogging, and in July, Seth got a hold of me and said, "Hey." I'd like to make you a staff writer. And I was like, holy cow. So, um, yes, I am a staff writer for uh, Minnesota Twins Daily. I do basically human, human, humanizing goals or articles. I really like the human side of baseball. But I also do game recaps on Saturdays. And so I'm on the forum. I'm on Twitter through Minnesota Sports Gal. So you can find me there. And I'll have some fun news for you guys next week, baseball related, but not twins related. We'll talk about it okay. offline and then we can decide if we want to talk about it next week. Oh, I'm sure we will. And Love uh, it. then if, even though it's not uh, sports related necessarily, you have a, your own podcast yourself, correct? I do. Um, and today is my 12 year anniversary. Uh, birthday or anniversary of sobriety uh-huh. um yeah. so i have been yeah. sober for 12 years and i have my own podcast and it's called a sober girls podcast and it's basically my journey through sobriety and i talk about everyday life and what it's like and what i'm going through and it's real raw and emotional and i just enjoy putting it out there for people who struggle with um addiction or who have family members who struggle with it as well yeah that so, is uh, awesome. 
that's awesome to hear, Sherry. Um, yeah. And I think not to poke fun at, at something to that point, but uh, I think Timberwolves fans probably will need to listen to you after what has <laughs> happened to them in the fourth quarter of this game against Memphis. Just... Um, I have been watching, and I don't know who I was talking to the other day, but someone said something to me about how proud they were that I was a Twins fan and I was sober, and I was like, listen, it's not easy being a Twins fan and staying sober. So, <laughs> like... It ain't going to be that easy being a Timberwolves fan after tonight either. It's... I can't believe this, guys. I've oh been watching God. all of this. How did they come back 20 po- Okay, this is not a basketball podcast. Um, anyway, yeah, yes. how they came back 20 points, oh my lord. <laughs> well, it's, it's only because me, it's it's because Memphis has outscored Minnesota thirty five to nine in the fourth quarter. Oh, yeah, God. just can't have nice things in Minnesota. That's it's kind of how it is. Yeah, yeah, it's not just the Vikings people. It's no, it's all not. Well, thank you guys for an awesome night, and I will see you guys on, or I'll talk to you guys on Thursday. All Sounds right. good. All right, Thanks, bye, Sherry. guys. See you, Sherry. Bye-bye. All righty. Well, I don't know. If you guys have more time, we can discuss more things. Um, I don't know. I just texted you guys this this thing right before the podcast. So, Daniel, if you haven't had a chance to look at it, that's fine. But um, there was this uh, thing between – there was this ball game between a couple of college teams – I don't know who the teams are or what precipitated it, but it was uh, there was a big old brawl between them. A uh, guy hit a home run, and then all of a sudden the pitcher, when the guy was between third and home plate, just took off for a beeline and tackled him. And uh, it just – I'm not sure what the heck that was about. I don't know. So, so I did do a little – I did a little research into that. It was a, a Texas Juco pitcher – the game okay. was between Weatherford um, and North Central Texas College. The game was at uh, Weatherford. This is according to ESPN.com staff writer Dave Wilson. Top of the sixth of a seven-inning matchup. Um, North Central Texas's Josh Phillips hit the go-ahead homer, rounded the bases, and that's when the pitcher Owen Woodward – now listen to this – Six foot three, 195, okay. threw his god glove down and sprinted toward Phillips, crushed, crushing him just as he turned and saw Woodward. Now, yep. ES, ESPN.com says they don't, uh, it's not clear what caused the reaction. Neither school could be reached for comment. A statement did come out uh, by from Weatherford late yesterday or late Wednesday afternoon okay. from their head coach saying they quote there we are shocked and disappointed at what happened in our game today we do not condone this type of behavior we have worked hard to build a program with the highest of standards we are completely embarrassed by this incident and we apologize to North Central Texas College and the uh, fans of WC baseball this type of behavior uh, cannot be tolerated unquote the story goes on to say that the school is investigating the incident. The game was suspended after the tackle and ensuing brawl. And very interestingly enough, as I went and looked back at their schedule, that was the first in a scheduled four-game series between the teams. Oh. <laughs> so, 
I, I, there's, you know, you see these things happening. Oh, yeah. These things happen in the major leagues. There is nowhere for it in college baseball. Nowhere for it. Um, I understand, and I understand things. You know, emotions get high. But Rivalries, we, not, but yeah. When we take it to that level, that's what ruins it for the fans that love the sport. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's there are times, yeah, uh, like that. And uh, again, yeah, I mean, he got such a clean shot at the guy. It was like he surprised everybody by doing that. You know, nobody was able to get in his way to impede his progress towards that 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 batter at all. It's just, but uh, yeah, no, I agree. Is they shouldn't stuff like that. You wish wouldn't happen. No, I it, and it is kind of gross to have those things take place. I, you know, there there's this thought process out there where the 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 pimping of the homers or the showing up the other players showing up or celebrating a success as well. I mean, that's what's gonna that's what's gonna endure young children to this game. Uh, I'm not entirely sure if it will um, when you have something like that take place and, and guys are are getting laid out because. It just it's it, it's an ugly look for those two teams. Now, mm-hmm. I I don't know. I I take some of those things with a grain of salt because you know as ugly as that is, you know, let's just like you know remember the fact there's there's a history here of baseball players doing some really dumb things when they feel like they've ball has been thrown too close inside to them or you know the the, the somebody else had pimped the home or somebody took out a slide too hard. There's all these things where we kind of look at and go, boy, that that really feels like we're overblowing some things here. Um, And I think we're going to find out more about sometimes pitchers have an attitude on the mound and they run very hot. You think of Max Scherzer, if we take it to a major league level, his intensity is what makes him that way. And maybe that's what this pitcher thought he was doing and just couldn't control his emotions. Nolan Ryan, for example, was a very intense pitcher on the mound and about took off Robin Ventura's head one day. Of course, that was Robin Ventura's problem. That was Robin Ventura's fault. Right. (laughs) The larger point being made here is that you have to be able to bring some intensity as a pitcher. Uh, You also don't have to be in a a jack wagon, you know, in in taking somebody out. You also have to be a jack wagon when you hit a homer. There's a time and a place. What did you say, Chris? First game of like a four-game set? Or something of yeah. that nature. Yeah. 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 First game of a four game set is not the time and the place. Maybe, no. you know, game four to make the playoffs in your conference tournament or maybe the larger playoff, walk off, whatever. Okay, sure. Feel yourself a little bit. But game one of a four game set where we're in mid April and you've got another 30 games left in the season to start that garbage, both those two guys need to reevaluate. Um, maybe their life choices. By the way, we're not playing Texas or USC or Long Beach State College baseball here, boys. We're playing Juco College down in Texas. Nobody's going to know who you are in two years. So calm down. You're not going to the league. (laughs) So this this just in from Fox 4 in Dallas. Okay. Uh, The North Central, the the league announced the punishments today. Okay. Okay. Uh, The conference, I should say, Owen Woodward, the pitcher for Weatherward, 
four game suspension. Okay. The base runner he tackled Josh Phillips, two game suspension. Umpires say that Phillips shouted an expletive at Woodward as oh. he was rounding second. Their report said it was the second time in the game he was mouthing off. I see. The conference also gave two game suspensions to all but two North Central Texas college players for rushing the field on the third baseline. And then for four other Weatherford college players, they also received two game suspensions. Both teams forfeited the game. And then it was said uh, that North Central Texas College was told it would have to forfeit the remaining two games if it can't field enough players. So not if that wasn't enough. Wow. We've taken a step further. Now Woodward, the pitcher, is facing disciplinary action by Weatherford College. And to top it all off, this from Fox4news.com, campus police are investigating as well. Well, oh. like an assault, I suppose. I'm guessing. Uh, again, wow. you, you you know, you take a look at that video again. I mean, it was it was an all out tackle. Yeah. No, I mean, you know, like he, and, he and, should go find the football coach. From show him his well, I, I was gonna say I should look and see if Weatherford has. Uh, football team because I think he should probably reach out to the head coach <laughs> and sadly I don't think Weatherford has a football team like... oh but they have well, a ro- they have, they have a ro- they have a rodeo team though <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> okay I'm done I'm done I'm leaving <laughs> that alone I'm, I'm leaving that alone That's that funny. was that was enough of my commentary That's there funny. you go <laughs> But, huh, so it could turn into a criminal charge, maybe. That's that's too bad, but at the same time, that's, I, but I mean, yeah, I mean, I, that is too bad if that, if it goes that far, but, but yeah, no, you, you shouldn't, shouldn't be doing stuff like that, definitely, even, even if the guy that he went after, even if you perceive it, what you perceive as um, bad behavior precipitated that, you know, you got to restrain yourself from, yeah. that, you know, even though you're in college, you're still an adult. <laughs> got to act like it sometimes. Right. Um, so let's see. Uh, not sure. Um, oh, uh, as, Chris, this last week, and I've never asked you this, Daniel, um, just as a fun thing. What's your favorite baseball movie? Hmm. I think I know, but I'm going to have you. Oh, my God. That is a great question. Um, No, we put him on the spot. I love it. That's what I do. I'm his older brother. I can do that. I would have to say The Sandlot is the one that – I find the most engaging and I love the most. Um, I find it way, not way better, but I find it better than Bull Durham, which I know is a a rather popular one. Um, 61 is up there as well, just because of the connection in North Dakota with Roger Maris. Local ties, yeah. Um, 
but no, I would have to say far and away the Sandlot. I, I just, that's the first one that comes to mind because there's two, there's so many things that you can quote through that moment, the, through that movie and uh, Wendy Peppercorn is that's it. I think that's the game. That's just close down the argument. She's it. <laughs> uh, and that was, that's, is that what you said too, Chris? I forgot. Uh, yes, sir. That's right. Yep. And uh, I think, yeah, I believe we've, yep, that's what I said too. So we're we're all in agreement there. Where we might differ Tim- is number two. <laughs> Timberwolves uh, ended up losing 104 to 95 despite, did. Five, despite five players in double figures. And uh, at one point having a 12 nothing lead, I believe. Well, I, I think this is the best at John Crotty Krasinski of the Athletic goes, Wolves are up 25 with three minutes to go in the third. Memphis closed the game, the game on a 50 to 13 run. That's 15 minutes of basketball, and the Wolves averaged less than a point a minute. I, I just <laughs> saw that. Yeah. And how many, the guys, you said 50? So, 50 to 13 run. Memphis scored 50. The Wolves scored 13 in the last 15 minutes of a basketball game in the National Basketball Association, the premier ouch. basketball association in all of the land, a team, which I thought had a decent shot of beating Memphis in this series, gets yeah. blown out at home, went up 25 Um Again, not a basketball podcast, but uh, boy, it's it's it it just feels so Minnesota sports like when something like this happens. And I don't, I don't, I don't. I I mean, I don't know either. I I I don't know either. I'm a Toronto Raptors fan, Chris. And last night was as heartbreaking as I've been around. I mean, the Raptors lost to LeBron James. I don't know how many times, but I woke up this morning not feeling terrible because in my mind I'm like, well, they won an NBA title not too long ago. And to carry that kind of like, all right, there's some justification. Like as a fan, at least you can kind of hang your hat on something good has happened in the last five years. <laughs> I don't know how Minnesota Timberwolf fans exist without some kind of just staggering depression where they're walking around going, how, what, we could have won this series. We could have been up two to one. How do we let this go? It's a uh, different me mindset. How, do you want me to answer how <laughs> they get through that? I kind of do, yeah. There's going to be a lot uh, of uh, happy A hell of a lot of libations and a hell of a lot of beer. Yeah, that's kind of what of, I figured too. There's going to be a lot of happy therapists tomorrow because they're getting some business. Sherry's podcast is going to get just a ton of hits, guys. I'm telling you. Yeah. <laughs> oh. I may have to call her for a vent or a uh, – therapy session after seeing that final score yeah it's ugly it's ugly yeah it's again yeah we're not a we're not a basketball podcast but when it's when it's a local team and it's collapsed like this and it's happening right now you know it just got done happening that's you got to kind of bring it up, don't you? Meanwhile, the Vancouver Canucks of the Minnesota Wild tied at three with 11.45 to go in the third period. Oh. So, hoping my Minnesota Wild pulls something out. Again, now we're pulling out. Not, a, not a hockey podcast. Well, <laughs> you guys opened the door. We did. You opened we the don't, door. And now I just. follow hockey. 
Um, really? Really. We didn't grow up. How, how much time you got? I can school you guys in hockey in about. Oh, oh, did you look at the time. <laughs> Daniel, I'm going to find no. out where you live. Yeah. We, we had issues. We had two. We had two choices growing up. It was either you were you were a basketball fan or you were a hockey fan, and we chose we chose basketball in large part because we're not the University of North Dakota fans, and that's kind of where yeah. it ends. Uh, well, North Dakota State University doesn't have a hockey program. Uh, University of North Dakota does and yeah. is very successful. Football. And we just didn't care. I I care enough. Like I know the Wild are pretty good, and they'll be good enough to you know lose in the first round of the playoffs this year in six games. So <laughs> Ouch. that that is that is kind of the extent of my fandom when it comes to NHL hockey. Playoff hockey is awesome. It yeah. is is some yeah. of the best athletic competition I I do see. But I am uh, not one to watch it daily. Are you? No, I know who Kevin Fiala is, and no. the. That's kind of there. They got Mark Andre Fleury. They traded for him this year. I, I, I just, they're good. And I think they'll be what they're going to set a franchise record and wins this year, right? They've never won 50 games. They're almost there. So I follow enough, Chris. I follow enough to get See, by. I, I, I have to follow them because I'm a sports broadcaster. I okay. do radio and all of that. So I have to follow these guys. Okay. Did you, but if you didn't have to, would you? Absolutely. Okay. That's the test. So, because none of us, I mean, neither Daniel and I have to follow baseball or football or basketball for our daily lives, but we, we still do because we love, we love the sport. So. I, I mean, I, I got to have something to talk about when I talk to one of my favorite radio guys, Jack Michaels at 740 The Fan. I have Ooh, to have something to talk about. So up. there's, <laughs> hey, hey, yeah. If I'm gonna, if I'm plugging radio stations, I plug AM eleven hundred the flag. Okay. Since that's who I owe my homage to. Okay. Well, there you Sorry, go. Sorry, sh- shameless plugs there. That's okay. No worries. That's okay. Daniel used to be in that game too. I did, and no longer am. <laughs> what? Why not? I get to do this. It's a long story. It's a long story. We can definitely have a wasn't we can wasn't definitely have a your choice, was it? Couple libations about that conversation too. Um because yeah, we'll, we'll it have takes some libations over that. There you go. So I, I do have to run here, Joe. I do, coming up no again. So I gotta right. take off. But um good discussion. This is always fun for me to sit down, talk to with you guys. So I'm I'm looking yeah. forward to next week and four and two. Twins are gonna go four and two. All right. Put it on the board. I, I got them going four and two this week. Six and zero, baby. Look at you, Chris. I love the optimism. I hope so. Six and zero. Let's let's hope Chris is right. All right. I'll see you guys later. All right. All right, guys. You have a good one. All right, Joe. Yeah. Done. Then there were two. I don't know what else we can say, but. uh... Well, I tell you what. It's yes, I said six and zero. Do I think it's going to happen? Probably not. But I'd rather be an optimist than a pessimist. But here's right. the thing. It's it's this six game homestand is gonna be big for the boys. Um you know, if Absolutely. they get a series if, if they get a series win in both of them, that may just be the confidence booster that they need to uh start making that run. I think it is. That that is important. You know, 
definitely a winning streak would be nice. But like Daniel had said earlier, winning series is just as important, if not more, you know, taking two out of three um, more often than not is really what what will uh, will turn things around because um, uh, you not you can't count on like a 15 game winning streak as much as that's possible and it would be beautiful to happen. Um, taking series is what the focus should be. Um, you know, so if they can take two out of three from the next, these two opponents, that should set them up pretty nicely. Absolutely. Well, Hey, I'm looking forward to next week. We should have a lot to talk about. and Hopefully some more twins wins. Definitely. And hopefully a healthier roster and just happier people. We won't, we won't set off Sherry so much. <laughs> and, uh, Hopefully everything goes good. Um, but yeah, I think that that's probably going to wrap it up. I think, man, um, unless you have any other thoughts. Nope. Go twins. And uh, we'll see you next Thursday. All right. But you could, everybody have a good night and we will talk to you next week. <laughs>